Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 11, verses 15 through 19. This, as I said in yesterday's text, is nestled between two segments of the withered fig tree narrative. You need to go back and listen to yesterday's devotion if you haven't heard it yet, because it's tied to this. The fruitless fig tree is a metaphor for the Jewish leaders, the Jewish system, what has become of the temple, which looks good on the outside from a distance. And it's interesting in that fig tree passage from yesterday, Jesus literally saw the fig tree in leaf from a distance. It looked good from a distance, but when you actually examine it up close, these people, these leaders, this system is corrupt and flawed, and it's not doing what it was intended to do, which makes Jesus furious. Let's dive into verse 15. And they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. So this is probably Monday of Holy Week. You remember a couple daily doses ago, we talked about the triumphal entry Sunday, which would have just been a day earlier. And in that text, it said that Jesus rode a colt of a donkey into Jerusalem. He went to the temple. He looked around at everything, but it was getting late, so he left and went back to Bethany. This is the same temple that he was just at less than probably 24 hours ago. And Jesus' entire message of his ministry, the entire message of the gospel, is predicated on the idea that the temple system was insufficient to reconcile sinful men and women to their creator. There were all these laws in the Old Testament. Jesus said he didn't come to abolish those laws, but to fulfill them. And the reason they needed fulfillment is because even the best efforts of the Jewish people to follow the laws of God were not good enough to attain perfection. And a holy and righteous God requires nothing less than perfection. That's why God himself, in the form of Jesus, had to come to this earth and live the perfect life that you and I can't live. He had to die a sinless death, making the perfect sacrifice on the cross that no animal could make under the old covenant. And then, of course, he rose again, defeating sin, death, and the power of the devil. So those of us who put our faith and trust in him receive by faith his perfection that he lived. Thus, we get credit for meeting God's righteous requirements of the law. We are perfect in his sight by faith. And we get the penalty we owe God for our sin, Mark paid, because of his perfect sacrifice. But now here Jesus is in this old system, in this temple system that is corrupt and flawed and insufficient. He comes as the Lord of the temple. In fact, in at least one place in scripture, he refers to himself as the temple. He said, if you tear down this temple, I will rebuild it in three days, referring to his death and his resurrection. And the temple, which was intended to be a house of prayer and worship, the dwelling place of God Almighty, has become this place of commerce. There are money changers, so all these foreign people with foreign currencies can exchange their currency to get the correct currency to pay the temple tax, which was required by Old Testament 
Testament law. There's the opportunity for people to buy a pigeon or something else that could be sacrificed in the temple. And from a distance, it all looks very good on the outside. It looks very religious and very holy, and and it looks like something spiritual is actually being accomplished. But when you examine it up close, there is no fruit at all. These people's hearts, not the least of which the Jewish leaders' hearts, who have led the people astray, are far from God. And so Jesus flips out a little bit, literally. He starts flipping tables and trying to teach them authoritatively. And evidently it was effective because the priests and the scribes noticed that the crowd was astonished by Jesus' teaching. In other words, they were listening to him. They were wowed by what he was saying. They were challenged by what he was saying. And this was a threat to the scribes and the chief priests because it was threatening their system. Don't think for a second that there weren't benefits in this old system for them. They had power. They could control people. They probably had some money flowing through their pockets. And Jesus, the Messiah, who is going to provide the only possible solution for the problem of sin, Jesus is angered by the fact that people have perverted and bought into a system that simply will not work. He has come, in a sense, to purify the temple, to fulfill the law, to ultimately fix the problem of man's separation from God. And it's not going to involve sacrifices and money exchanging anymore. But what's the response of the Jewish leaders, the chief priests, the scribes? It says they want to destroy him. They don't want to receive the purifier. They don't want to learn from what he has to say and adjust accordingly. They want to destroy him. Even though we're removed about 2,000 years from this scenario, I think there are still basically two responses to the purifier, Jesus Christ, when he comes into our life. By faith, we can acquire the benefits of righteousness and forgiveness and salvation, or we can reject him and, in effect, seek to destroy him as far as it relates to the regard or the seriousness that we give him and his message. I love how God has Mark from Peter's eyewitness account situate these texts that we've covered today and in yesterday's devotion. The overarching message could not be clearer. Don't just look good on the outside, but fail to bear fruit upon further inspection. Don't be a hypocrite. Let the outside appearance be an outpouring and a reflection of an internal reality. And the only way that's possible is through genuine faith in Jesus Christ. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.